Welcome back into Two on OSU. Ben Hutchins here with my brother Sam Hutchins. Um, Sam, we're in the press box. We just uh, we, we spent a lot of time in the press box of Boone Pickens Stadium recently. First, of course, Saturday's game uh, against Central Arkansas, but most recently, Sam, for Mike Gundy's midweek press conference, um, he talked about the quarterback situation. That's the thing on top of everybody's minds here in Stillwater. Sam, what are your takeaways uh, from what you heard today? I left this press box for the first time this week, Ben, with more questions than answers. After Oklahoma State, you know, the Cowboys won, right? They they knocked off, they, or they they, they completed the, the thing that ultimately every, every team hopes to do. Cowboys beat Central Arkansas 27-13. But I think in the the bigger picture, it the game didn't really clarify a whole lot. To, to me, there was even more questions spawned from the Cowboys' kind of lackluster performance and, uh, of course, Gunnar Gundy came in late to, to save the day. Maybe you chalk it up to the run game. Um, who, who knows exactly how, how, how it'll all fall, but Mike Gundy's had a bit of chance to analyze the tape and been, judging from the press conference today, it sounds like it'll be more the same for the Cowboys in Tempe. It does. It, you know, Gundy said, hey, we'll have to see how it shakes out in practice. He wasn't making any de- decisions um, on Monday. Um, it certainly sounds like we'll probably see all three guys <clears throat> again next week in Tempe, unless anything crazy goes down in practice. There was an interesting thing, I think Gundy said, about one of the quarterbacks, Gage Gundy. He was asked uh, by our colleague, Garen Emig, here at Sellout, you know, does does his fourth quarter heroics, does that have any extra weight in terms of this evaluation? I mean, what does that do, Sam, uh, for him to lead two you know, scoring drives late in the game to put this game away? Um, and Mike said, yeah, I, I think he did earn some stripes from the guys on the field. That's how you do it. You don't do it in you know, practice necessarily. You, you, you earn those stripes in the games. Um, and I think Gunner definitely had that. Mike mentioned that. Um, I mean, that was, that was incredible to see Gunner uh, do that. What were your takeaways from, from watching Garrett Rangel start? Were you maybe surprised to see that? And then Alan, no, uh, yeah, and then Alan Bowman come in, uh, come in next. I think, Ben, there's there's a chance if you sat down just like a coach will and, and analyze how Oklahoma State's three quarterbacks played, you could conceivably come up with a winning argument for all three guys. Uh, you know, Garrett Rangel started the game for the Cowboys, which I'd assume means something in, in the big picture. He he tried it out first, and I thought he played pretty well. Uh, had had the, the drive that ended in interception, probably his worst play of the day, kind of um, tried tried to roll left and didn't get enough left and got hit, threw up a ball in the air that uh, that Central Arkansas picked off. But Rango w- was solid. He he led a touchdown drive through through a touchdown pass to Bernard Presley, and I, I thought Alan Bowman, who many thought had the inside track the the whole offseason, he probably got the the worst shake of things. With uh, he had three drops uh, on one drive. I think maybe four drops um, from his receivers overall. That that kind of tainted his debut and at, at least blemished it. But Bowman wasn't spectacular, and, and, and Gunnar Gundy, he came in late in the fourth quarter, which, which is crunch time. So maybe that means something, too, that, that uh, Mike Gundy put Gunnar in when the Cowboys, they needed points. But uh, even Gunnar um, probably leaves the game the big winner, if you can't anoint one. Um, but, uh, you know, Gunnar got a ton of help from the run game. Ollie Gordon was great. The, the run game, start, the, the O-line started opening some holes for Gunnar, which maybe the other two guys didn't have. Uh, so I, I think you can score it however way you want. And 
pretty much it's, it's a split decision. And that, that's what Mike Gundy leans to in, in Tempe. I can see it being the same amount of guys in the same order in, in Tempe with Rangel starting Bowman and in, in Gundy in, in the mop-up. But uh, it, it'll be interesting, Ben. Do you see it shaking out any differently on Saturday than, than it did, couple of, than it did uh, against Central Arkansas? Well, I was wrong <laughs> this Saturday, uh, so so maybe I'm not the guy to ask. But um, I do think we'll probably at some point see all three guys. Sam, I wouldn't be surprised um, if the order has changed. I'd be interested to see, um, I think, just throwing something out uh, six days ahead. I think probably Rangel starts, maybe Gunner comes in second, and then Bowman uh, could clean up. That's my my six-day prediction, we see it on the weather, how much those six-game predictions uh, change, those six-day predictions. So um, that's just my guess. One thing I thought Mike Gundy said today that was really interesting, Sam, he said, if you combine all three quarterbacks, it was a decent stat line. Like, if you pretend all of those stat lines were were one guy, um, what would that look like? Well, I'll tell you. It would have been 30 for 48 for 304 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, that's the entire picture if it were one guy. If we want to break it up, of course, Garrett Rangel started. Sam, he went 10 for 15 for 118 yards, one pick, one interception. Um, Alan Bowman came in next. He went 13 for 24 for 80 yards. Um, and then Gunner cleaned up with seven completions, nine attempts, and 106 yards. So I don't think. Mike was wrong when he said everybody played well. Um, nobody played bad. Everybody was all right, well, good, however you want to put it. Um, and I agree. I think I have more questions now than I did at this time last. Well, I'll last push week. back on that a little bit. If you combine all, all three stat lines, I, I look at the points. And I, I, was, I was not impressed bird's eye view with, I guess, any of the quarterbacks, especially. Um, you know, the, the, the Cowboys... They scored 27 points, and the the offense struggled th- throughout a lot of the game. It's, it's Central Arkansas, you know? Um, the Central Arkansas, the Bears, this might not be super fair either, but they gave up 59 points to Old Miss last year in the preseason. I, I think a lot of people were expecting a, a name-your-score type game for the Cowboys, where the Cowboys put up 27 in the first half. And... Um, it, it, Ultimately, you know, sure, you can point to the offensive line. You can point to those struggles, the the the, the lack of run game, which is probably a concern um, for the Cowboys, quite honestly. Uh, but they are down a couple linemen. But I think ultimately, it does circle back to the quarterbacks a little bit. And sure, the stats were all right, maybe against a Big Twelve team, but against Central Arkansas, I don't know. None of the three quarterbacks rose up and, and took the job, which I think Gundy would have ultimately have loved to happen. One, one guy comes in, balls out, and that that's your guy. But and. I guess I'm, I'm maybe uh, more pessimistic on you than than uh, than you on, on the whole quarterback situation. None of the three guys was great enough to warrant four quarters in Tempe. No, I I, I hear you on that. Um, nothing inspiring. Nothing. I mean, it was an inspiring last quarter um, from from Gunnar Gundy. His first drive looked a little shaky. Um, Mike, I think, even said he was he was perhaps a bit nervous, um, and we could definitely see that. But I didn't walk out of the press box feeling inspired, feeling um, like this team has an answer. I think they're still searching for it. I mean, Mike Gundy said uh, uh, today, Sam, that he didn't even really know what he was doing until last Thursday. It's all new to him, too. Um, so 
I don't know. I think he's being honest when he says he doesn't know, um, which which is certainly um, different. I mean, just to hear a coach say, hey, I don't know. And I, and I think I actually believe him. Uh, I think the most interesting nugget that, that we got today from, from Gundy on the whole quarterback situation is he, it was a pretty honest, honest admission. He said, you know, with three guys who are pretty close, Gundy said, I kind of feel the need to play all of them just in, to, in, in case the transfer portal come, come, comes calling. You know, if one guy hasn't risen up and clearly, uh, clearly done enough for the job, Gundy kind of said, you know, I, I feel like I need to, to play all three just so they don't leave me or, or they feel like they're being fed. And, and in this day and age, that is uh, in a reality that, that coaches have to deal with at every position, but, uh, but especially quarterback where uh, that's why the Cowboys, they need someone to rise up. And maybe it's in Tempe, maybe it's South Alabama, but I don't think you want to go too much further in, in this season if you're the Cowboys playing two quarterbacks, playing three quarterbacks. I think you need to settle on a guy as the, as the season winds along pretty quickly. Are there any other quarterback thoughts you have, Sam? I'm sure as we, you know, continue to break down the game, we'll it will circle back to to some of it. Yeah, um, real quick, that Deshaun Stribling connection with with, with Garrett Rangel was, was I thought quite notable, and uh, we'll, we'll talk with Stribling later today in player availability. So uh, I'm sure by the time our listeners listen to this, there there will be content out on that. But that's something I really noticed. Rangel, the starter, was looking for Stribling early and often, and uh, I, I think he he hit him. For, for three catches early, and I, I was impressed with Stribling. I feel like I, Bowman and, and uh, Gundy didn't target him near as much, and Stribling, he had his best quarter when Rangel was in the game in, in that first quarter. But I, I thought Stribling looked the part of, of a solid wide receiver, especially when Rangel was throwing it to him. No doubt. How about this defense, Sam? Of course, it is uh, Brian Arter's debut, overshadowed a lot by what we just talked about with the whole quarterback situation. Um, but still no small storyline with how Nardo did. Um, of course, they gave up, you know, 23 or uh, 13 points. Um, how did, how did it look? What, were you impressed? The three-man front, uh, everything that, we, that we've heard about and talked about um, leading up to this point? Not really. I, I wrote post-game, it's hard to argue with a scoreboard. And 13 points, that's a win for, for Nardo. And, and 13 points with, with the new defense that's uh that that was a, a good end result, but it could have been a lot worse. I think UCA had two early touchdowns taken off the the field or taken off the board um, from flags, and that first one ineligible man downfield. It had nothing to do with the play. The, the Cowboys simply got gouged, um, and then Corey Black is kind of the the player that the defense should be thanking the most. Um, took six points off the board right there, and then the Cowboys blocked an extra point. So you had you had a touchdown worth of points taken off the board just from uh, special teams miscues from the Bears. So, you know, I thought there were holes in the defense, in the flat especially. It looked like the Cowboys um, had trouble ranging out there, and I thought the, the Bears found some room for on, on swing passes and um, kind of screen passes to get out in the flat. Maybe that's something that just comes with the first game and seeing it on tape, the Cowboys will will help adjust to that. But um, that, that was my, my thing schematically, but also been tackling. Tackling was suspect, and I think that was the takeaway that a lot of fans had watching on TV. Especially on the first drive. Um, Brian Nardo, OSU defensive coordinator, talked about it after the game. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to, to get out there and tackle and bring guys to the ground. 
um, when you haven't really been doing a whole lot of that this off season. We kind of learned today that's something um, Mike Gundy um, leaned into. He said, you know, this off season um, in the lead up, you know, fall camp wasn't as much hitting, wasn't as much physicality, perhaps because of all those injuries uh, that the team suffered ahead of last season. Um, so that's the adjustment the Cowboys made. And maybe, hey, like it looks like they're healthier going into the season, but the trade-off is what we saw on the first drive uh, with UCA going right down the field, um, breaking tackles, um, and scoring two touchdowns that were, fortunately for the Cowboys, uh, called back really not on their own merit. You know, it was um, a, a missed block where an offensive lineman ended up five yards downfield uh, accidentally, and then a unforced uh, block in the back. So it's not like the Cowboys did anything to really keep UCA out of the end zone there. The Bears just shot themselves in the foot. Um, but I agree tackling uh, was was a bit of an issue. And the Cowboys are losing a pretty sure tackler, right? Uh, with, with Justin Wright, kind of announced on Twitter last night, God is good. I, I thought I was going to be out for the year, and now it turns out I'll be back by week five. And I, I asked Mike Gundy about that today, and he said that he hadn't gotten a timeline yet, but uh, Mike Gundy himself said that he had thought it was a worse injury for Wright Saturday night too. <clears throat> and then Sunday he got good news of, hey, Wright could be back. Um, so, so week five right now lines up with the Kansas State game that I think a lot of Cowboy fans are circling as, hey, that, that'll be the first game that you're welcoming in a, a really solid team in Kansas State right there. But um, the Cowboys are going to be down a linebacker for, for the future. It, it turns out it was a, a knee injury for Justin Wright. And um, he, he, he got injured in the first half there. So uh, th that's why he didn't play a ton. Um, it was just kind of a, an under-the-radar injury right there. But he'll be back, but the Cowboys will have some patching up to do uh, in these next four games to, to get prepared for week five. Yeah, Brian Nardo, he, um, he said, he was asked, hey, like, is there anything, you know, you, you feel like you need to address anything like that? And he said, yeah, 7,000 of them, um, which I think illustrates that, that he's not satisfied with, with the, the scoreboard saying 13 points. Like, I think the scoreboard looked a lot better than the defense actually was. Like you yeah, said, Sam, with, with those touchdowns um, called back, one, two field goals blocked, one extra point block. Um, that's seven points right there. That's another touchdown um, that the Bears didn't get. Um, and it would have been, been a completely different game, Sam, I think, um, if those kicks had been made and instead of a one-score lead late in the third quarter, it was maybe a tie ball game. You know, would that have changed anything um, with with Gunnar Gundy's mindset uh, entering this game? It's I, I I thought OSU fans. I mean, it could have been a dark place um, without some of those amazing special teams plays um, and 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 fortunate breaks that I don't, frankly don't think the Cowboys can count on all season. Just just unrealistic. Yep. That that whole the key moment of the game. And you can maybe point to a couple, but this is the one I firmly believe was after Gunnar Gundy went three and out, the Cowboys got a stop, and Gunnar Gundy came right back on the field for, for the next possession. And to me, that was telling of a couple things. But the first one is the, uh, Mike Gundy firmly believes the QB battle to be a three-way uh, battle right now. And it turned out he was justified in that. Gunnar Gundy ended up playing well enough to, to get the Cowboys the win. Um, but but when Gundy... Later, he revealed, yeah, that was the plan. Play the quarterbacks in thirds. And that, to me, revealed the Cowboys believe in that plan and uh, they're, they're willing to stick to it. So 
Um, I, I don't think that any of the quarterbacks did enough to, to, to win any, any more playing time in the future. But yeah, Ben, when Gunner came out again, the Cowboys could have been down, honestly. I think that's how the score broke it. If UCA gets those seven points and uh, it, it could have, it could have gone differently, but the Cowboys avoided the fate of four other big 12 teams and, uh, and avoid losing. Sam, one thing um, you have a bit of a pulse on that I want to ask you um, is who the fans, whose side are they on in this three-way battle? Um, what are they thinking about this? I know just from sitting up here in the press box, remember after Gunnar Gundy's first drive, I think it went three and out. Um, either way, it wasn't pretty. Um, and I think there were some boobs. I mean, that was the first yeah. time it, it really felt, whoa, like, like these, these fans were not happy with, with whatever that was. Um, and, and, and remember, starting the game, remember, Rangel trotted out, not a ton of applause. And then when Bowman came out, that was the loudest roar of the day for, for the quarterbacks, I think. So I think the fans kind of expected Bowman. And I, I think every, every fan wanted Bowman to, to go out and go 15 for 18 with 200 yards and two touchdowns and, and light the Bears up. But because of drops and, and because of, you know, he, he didn't do that anyway in the, in the throws that, that weren't dropped, that didn't happen. But yeah, I put out a poll on Twitter and it got a ton of votes. So people are very invested in this type of thing. Um, as Garth Brooks was playing and as the fourth quarter was starting, I put out a poll. Who do, the, who do OK State fans want to start? And Gunnar Gundy initially polled somewhere around 10 or 15%. He, he was by far, you know, most people I think had Rangel. And then um, there, there was a contingent of fans that's, that wanted Bowman to come out for the fourth quarter. But Gunnar was by far the least popular option. And then he comes out and leads two touchdown drives. And by the end of it, I think he finished with uh, 45% of the votes. So he, he was the leading vote getter. So uh, I, I, I saw how um, the, those two drives certainly impacted the fans' pulse. And as Gundy said, amongst the team, those two drives earned Gunner some stripes. They had to have. So I, th I think you could still find fans that support each of the three candidates, right? I, I don't think there's a consensus and. Um, I, I think that, that you could find somebody who supports Bowman, Rangel, and Gundy, but um, it's all about who the coaches support. And I asked Casey Dunn after the game, did tonight make things clearer or muddier for you? And he didn't give me a, a super straight answer. He just said, that's for me and the boss man to figure out in his corner office. So um, there's still a lot of figuring out, no doubt. Agreed. I think fans are still figuring out who they want to see. Um, this team still has a lot to figure out, as evidenced by, you know, um, not that dominant of a win um, against uh, the University of Central Arkansas, um, especially when reflecting over on what happened in Norman. Like, that's that's kind of the playbook for, for how these opening games should go. But the Cowboys, um, it did not go that way. And, and I think there are some reasons why and some reasons that the Cowboys need to get fixed, especially before heading into Tempe. Um, next week, and then South Alabama the week after. Um, Sam, did you have any any final thoughts or anything you need to get off your chest? Well, it's it's worth pointing out that I felt pretty similar about this team right now after week one that I did the Cowboys team that won the Fiesta Bowl that really struggled against Missouri State. And Missouri State, uh, I think Jason Shelley was the quarterback that had uh, Missouri State in 2021 driving to tie the game, probably go for two, and take that opening game in Stillwater from the Cowboys in 2021. Obviously, the, the Cowboys defense that turned out to be really, really freaking good that year 
gotta stop. But it's worth pointing out that the Cowboys have really struggled against uh, an inferior opponent in week one and then, you know, gone on to win a Fiesta Bowl or whatever. But um, that's, I don't know if that's necessarily in the cards this year. I think the Cowboys need to figure out a lot to, to start looking like that 2021 team. And that 2021 team, they they did have a quarterback. Uh, you know, th- th- that was, uh, they, they had a true number one guy there. So the, this team is not there yet. So it's, um, it, it'll be, Tempe will be fascinating. Cowboys play Arizona State, only a three-point favorite. So it, uh, Maybe it'll look more like the Central Arkansas State game where it's it's a tight game late, and um, I'll be fascinated by how that game plays out. And we'll both be there um, in Arizona, of course, for sellout crowd and HutchinsTwins.com, covering all things Oklahoma State Cowboys. Thanks for joining us, us on this podcast. Thanks for uh, reading our stories last week as sellout crowd launched and debuted. Um, we appreciate the support, so keep doing it. You know where we'll be all season long, right back in this press box covering the Cowboys.